This podcast is brought to you by Eerie Unknown. If you are hearing things go bump in the night or you're seeing moving shadows, you need to go to Eerie Unknown's Facebook page right now and let them know what's going on. And they'll do a full investigation with all of their investigation tools. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Good afternoon, buddies. It's time for another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is the host from Talk Eerie, Mr. Joel Natale. How are you doing today, Joel? I'm doing great, Nick. I absolutely love your intro. That is fabulous. Thank Very you. Very cool. Thank you. It was actually done by um, Tommy Link, who's a local musician here in town. I wanted the show to be as local as possible with right. all the things. Like, I didn't want to pay someone in, like, L.A., you know, fifty nine ninety nine to give me, like, a short thing. I'm like, I want it local. I want it to be eerie. Beautiful. So I reached out to some buddies, and they hooked me up with Tommy. So I love the whole... I love the whole concept of this show. Thank you. The idea of buddies, you know, again, I grew up here in Erie on West 18th street, and this is the kind of town it's, it's just the right size where you could really know a lot of people again. Yes. I've, I've met you a few years ago. You think Mm -hmm. about it. It's like, you know, you just have this network in Erie. And so, yeah, we're kind of all buddies, aren't we? Exactly. Exactly. I always say you're not a guest on this show. You're a buddy. You're an official buddy here on BuddyCast. So welcome. So Joel, you have a profound career in radio. How did you, what sparked your interest in radio? Well, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a cool long story. Um, uh, I, I was interested in broadcasting as a, as a child. I was a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout and we used to do little skits. And I remember one was specifically a, a skit about radio. And so, you know, here we were kind of seated in seats and we were reading this script. And every time uh, uh, they hit the button on the radio, another scout stood up and was doing either like a, uh, you know, a detergent commercial or somebody was giving the sports scores. And it was just one of those things where, you know, just kind of performing was has always been a part of uh, what I've wanted to do as a person, even singing in uh, in uh, youth choir and so on. And then once I got to high school, more opportunities came around. And um, you know, I was on in theater as a as a a young person, and I did uh, what what would become Footlights. You know, up at uh, back then it was called Tech. But, uh, you know, now it's eerie high. And, um, and, and so performance was always kind of a part of that. And it's, it's, it's interesting that, um, you know, wanting to tell stories, interested in stories, and it really interested in people's stories. 
I think that natural curiosity is kind of key to being in this business. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so I, it was funny. We even uh, in high school, uh, me and a friend of mine, Sam Cohen, who again, it was a brilliant actor, but we used to have this DJ service after the basketball games called the SNS express slim and Sam. They, that was my nickname. It, mm-hmm. it was, it was sarcasm, Nick, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> slim and Sam, the SNS express, the dynamic duo of disco. So that kind of gives you the era, right? 1978. That's when I was in high school. That's how long ago it was, right? Mm. And um, and so then I pursued broadcasting in college as a communication arts major at Gannon, and uh, literally got my first job at my um, at my childhood favorite radio station, which was Jet fourteen hundred, and I got to work with Frank Martin, the the legend, and you know a, a bunch of folks like that and so uh <laughs> thank you to uh to john for i you have like live feedback yes that's, that's super the beauty. cool nick that's the I beauty love- of this show people are tuning in as we're doing it it's like a mix yeah, of zoom yeah. and facebook live oh, like you and me are just talking face to face no one else is in the studio i promise but yet at the same time people are listening in people that's- are that's and the best part of the show too is that the replay can be played so someone like my mom who has a eight to four job you know, mm-hmm. she comes home, she's cooking dinner, she tunes on the show and she learns about this. You know, she hears about how the conversation went today. Well, you know, it's so funny, again, coming up in broadcasting and being, you know, it's been 40 years since I graduated from from high school and almost 40 since college. And, uh, you know, back in the day, you didn't really have any on demand anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So you had to make appointment it was, they had appointment television or appointment radio, right? And so that's one of those things that the technology has greatly changed. So, yeah, mm-hmm. after pursuing uh, broadcasting, I, I went in, you know, I, I thought I would be on TV, but I, I guess I had a face for radio. And so <laughs> um, I went into radio and um, I worked uh, in radio and, and I was able to move to Nashville uh, in 1987. And I worked for a company called Filmhouse. And what that was about is uh, we were a specialty film production company and we specialized in making commercials for radio stations. They've since kind of expanded out to doing different things. But I worked with uh, radio talent from really literally around the world, everywhere from um, from England to Canada to Australia and and, uh, up and down the the uh, united states and it, w- it was a super cool position but then uh, i had the opportunity to come back to erie come back to my hometown in 1990 and i was the manager of the contemporary christian music station here in town wctl and i did that for 14 years and we were able to kind of grow that uh, organization and grow that station to the point that before we i left in 2004 we were the number one rated uh, Christian music station in the Northeast in terms of share of audience and number eight in the country. And so, um, you know, that was that was an accomplishment. And then I then I kind of got out of radio, but I always had my, you know, kind of my fingers in broadcasting because uh, I did uh, 14 years as a communications director and did a lot of other different things at my church, which is McLean Church. And they hired me as a 
communications director and uh, technology, you know, and that's back when, okay, so that's 04. By 06, we started our first sermon podcast. It was almost unheard of back in the day, but we, you, do you remember, I don't know if you ever heard like a sermon cassette tape from a pastor mm -hmm. or if, I don't know if that was part of your history, but that's how they used to do it. Hey, if you were sick or you were a, a shut in and the pastor had a sermon, they would send out little cassette tapes and, mm -hmm. and we had cassette dubbing system, right? Well, we had, we were able to go on the World Wide web and, and start doing podcasts. And so that we started that in 06. And again, they've been doing that since ever since, right? How, how mm -hmm. long is that now? So, um, and so, yeah, and then in, in 2019, I, or 2018, I came back to radio full time in order to start this new talk station. And, and there's a whole story behind all that. That's I don't know my next question. You want to get into the weeds with that, but that's yeah. my next question for you. You yeah. now run the Joel Natale show on Talk Erie. How did this all come to be? So, okay, so uh, WCTL again had for for many, many, many years, decades, had been based out of Union City, and they had a limit on where they could put their tower. And the opportunity came up for. Uh, WCTL and their parent company, Inspiration Time, to buy an AM station from Mercyhurst University. And what we did is we bought the station, which was 1530 out of Northeast. We moved it to Union City to make sure we covered Union City with um, as a city license. And then we moved WCTL to Erie, which allowed us to put the WCTL signal on um, the you know, one of the highest towers in Erie, Channel 35's tower at uh, Peach and I-90, which would give us a parity blanket signal over the city and the suburbs and really regionally. I mean, now when you hear WCTL, you could hear it all the way to, you know, uh, Geneva, Ohio, and and all the way to Dunkirk and, and as far south as Mercer. Anyway, so we had this option. Okay, we bought this AM station. It's in Union City. We, we got a couple op opportunities to do something with it. We could either just throw a satellite on it and, you know, call it a day, or we can leverage it as a content engine to really start having what I feel are essential conversations for where Erie is going and, we're, and the people of Erie to tell their stories. And so that's what we chose to do. We kind of took a pretty big risk, but I feel like there's been significant reward. And, and so the conversation, so we basically affiliated most of the, the, the time with, with a national satellite programming that wasn't already here in the market. But from three to six in the afternoon, we have a local radio show called the Joel Natale show. And, it's all about advancing the narrative of the Erie region. And so every day we tell stories uh, from every sector of the community. So whether it is health, education, economic development, government, politics, um, uh, the, uh, you know, 
the arts and culture. We love, we like to have fun Fridays where we're talking about uh, things. We talk about podcasts, you know, and uh, in fact, uh, uh, the ladies from, uh, I, I think it's the ladies from Our Eerie, the Our mm-hmm. Eerie podcast. Uh, they're coming on on Friday. We've had the Idiotville guys on our show, and I've been on their show. And uh, uh, anyway, it 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 it's been a fascinating thing. I've met so many people, and we've broken news, uh, uh, Nick. I mean, it's it's interesting. Even today, I'm covering a U.S. Senate candidate forum that was at the at the manufacturers. Yes, and. Um, Man, oh man, those guys were going at each other, and I was like sh- a little shocked at, to be to be kind, and uh, and so we'll talk about that this afternoon. But I also am interviewing just today. I'm interviewing the new director of health for the county again. Melissa Lyon was the one before, and mm-hmm. she was on multiple times on my show, along with Kathy Dahlkemper, her boss. Now it's Brenton Davis, who's the boss, and he's been on on the show many times. And um, Aaron Mirnick, uh, I don't know if I have that pronunciation right, but I'll I'll have it down by four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll talk about health. And then um, I have a, another kind of cool, uh, because I really feel, and again, tell me if I'm talking too much. No, no, really, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> I really feel like... Um, in Erie, we're buddies. You know, we're it's it's all about the whole person, right? Yes. I mean, wouldn't it be boring if all we talked about was politics and I, Joe Biden my, and Donald Trump and blah 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 blah, right? And that's my rule with Buddy Cast. I'm like, I don't want politicians on this show. I don't want like I don't get me wrong. I've had the mayor on the show. Mm-hmm. I've had Mayor Schumber, but I I went with a different angle. I said, you know, Mister Mayor, you talk politics all day long. Like that's your job, nine to five. Let's talk about why you love Erie. What what do you love about this city? Like, if you could make someone an Erie gift basket, what would you throw in there? <laughs> if you could tell someone why I should come and visit in the summer, what are the what are the key points you're hitting on? And he loved it. He loved for a fact that for for just an hour, just a half hour, he could have just gotten away from all the politics stuff that he talks about every day on a news mm. conference. And just talk about his love for the city. And he told great stories. He told about how his grandfather was mayor. So he kind of like, wow. it runs in the family. He told about how, you know, um, he talked about his family, his personal life. Like he talked mm-hmm. about how his daughter inspires him every single day, you know? Yeah. So it's, def- oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. It's definitely. So, so yeah. So we're, so we're basically, uh, to, to finish my thought, the, to, we're basically, want to talk about the whole person. So I'm not afraid of talking about things of faith. I think mm-hmm. most people are spiritual people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so this afternoon, after I talk about health, we're going to talk about spiritual health and I'll have an hour with my pastor. I do this every month that my pastor from McLean church will come on the air. And today we're going to talk about um, what our church is doing with a church in Poland to help uh, Ukrainian refugees. And they've made this strong uh, direct connection and raised tens of thousands of dollars just out of Erie County in this area to help specific people in, uh, in that, that conflict there. And so we can't, you know, I mean, we, we need to be about the whole person and, and kindness has to reign and civility. And again, um, 
we don't we uh i'm sometimes i have to kind of rein in some of the callers nick you know i say you know what that is just totally unfair yeah. and 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 redirect right yes and I, most people most people i would say all people are responsive to that or else they'll they'll just get mad at me and hang up but that that is super rare you know mm-hmm. what though that that may may not make that may make me not the most uh highest rated show but boy is it a very influential these are very influential conversations that we're having yes and that's the point of buddycast we may not be Pennsylvania's favorite podcast we may not be you know like you know we may compete with others but at the same time it's all about the content i'm not doing this for the ratings i'm not doing this to be the top dog and think i'm doing this because this is what i want to do you know yep oh yeah and 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 people are glad you're doing it there's there's the confirmation of saying you know what nick this is perfect that 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 this is happening in our town that we're having these conversations and uh and you're getting your following right so yes thank you and i loved it because i started this during the pandemic you can personally attest how many times on your show you just you know, just talk about the pandemic and a caller mm-hmm. calls in and maybe says something that can't go on the air, if you know what I mean, you know? <laughs> right. Something about that. How yeah. many times, like, I've seen all that in the background. I've seen, and I mm-hmm. said, this world just needs a feel-good story. Just yeah. some getting back to the good times. Let's push aside the pandemic for a moment and talk about why you love your show. Let's mm-hmm. push, you know, away all this negativity and just talk about you. Yeah. And that's why Buddy Cast was created and over 200 episodes later i'm i couldn't be happier with the show that, that is fantastic when you think about again uh mm-hmm. you stepped up to the plate uh, you know it, and and it, it's confirmed time and time again mm-hmm. of of it's it takes people that have the grit and the tenacity to step up to the plate and say hey you know we're gonna try this and um it was interesting. Uh, there was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big media watcher. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was a fella here that was a very influential advertising agency um, executive. His name is Jack Tirak. And when he went into retirement, he started this eerie merry-go-round. It was basically back when blogs were big, he had a blog about eerie media. And, see, he, and again, his main focus was, can we get these TV stations to convert to uh, high definition television? And that was the thread there. And again, this was a very 2000 aught, you know, the aughts generation. That was a big deal. Well, unfortunately, Jack passed away in 08. And, but, but meanwhile, he had created this blog that was really a, um, really a joy for a lot of people to participate in. It was a way to have their comments and have their stories told media. People like attention, let's just face it. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. so, and so, you know, Jack's blog obviously was no longer happening. And so I started a blog about uh, three or four months later in the fall of 08. And that was called the press and tower. And what we covered again was, Eerie media, both uh, traditional media, TV, radio, newspaper, as well as new media and who who was making things happen back then. And uh, I did 
500 plus articles over the course of five years between 08 and 2013, uh, just covering Erie News, who who was coming to the market, who was leaving the market. I had interviews on uh, my YouTube channel and so on. And it was just one of those things that people enjoyed that were in the media. And, uh, and again, you know, there's no financial benefit or little financial benefit to the thing, but you do it out of passion. And, yes. I, and I think at, passion um, is, is a good motivator. Mm-hmm. As long as we do it with good cheer. I mean, passion to just tear people down. I'm sorry, not all about that at all. No. And you know what? The, there's a saying out there. Man who works for passion is far richer than man who works for money. That's a good one. I hadn't yes. done that. Yes. Now, Joe, earlier you mentioned a list of some guests that you've talked to. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a few more, like a like a laundry list of some notable guests you've had on your show? Sure. I guess the, the easiest ones that come to mind are uh, – Folks like um, Bernie Sanders, uh, we interviewed him on the day, on the day before the election um, in uh, 2020. Uh, literally, when when Mike Pence when Mike Pence was uh, on on the tarmac at Erie International, my colleague was talking to to uh, uh, Senator Sanders. And pardon the uh, the sirens. I'm literally on. <laughs> On State Street here, and it, it gets a little loud. I was gonna, I was gonna joke on saying I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, somebody needs emergent care. Um, so yeah, Bernie. Uh, we've had folks like, um, uh, you know, authors uh, got you know, uh, they're, they're Heidi Heitkamp, a senator from uh, out. Uh, I think she's from North or South Dakota. Um, so we've had some some significant politicians. I just talked to. Dr. Oz. Uh, so I recorded a, an uh, interview that I'll be playing this afternoon. Um, we've had, uh, uh, you know, journalists like Hugh Hewitt, uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin. I rec- uh, recorded an interview. Jeffrey Rosen, who is the head of the national, um, uh, the, the, the national constitution center. And, and then a lot of eerie folks. So every, you know, everybody from like Senator Dan Laughlin, to the mayor, to the county executives, uh, to the director, the directors of um, administration, and then uh, you know um, a lot of people. You know, every, every I think I've talked to every head of the universities. So Baron Edinburgh, um, uh, uh, Gannon, McGannon, of course, to Keith Taylor, and and Mercyhurst, the the the. The new, uh, the new university present there, and then we, you know, then we in every hospital. It, it's just basically we have what what I call C level conversations, so that you can talk talking to decision makers that are m- actually making a difference. Um, we've had, um, of course, Congressman Kelly's been on, and uh, uh, and so on. I think I think my next level. Um, is 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 basically making sure that I have the you know that we're focused on this post pandemic situation. So, for example, yesterday we talked to the president of Career Concepts. Now he uh, is a hiring a you know hiring service for hundreds of employers in this region, and he was telling me that you know they still got like close to eight hundred. <laughs> 
openings just at his staffing service up and down Western PA. Think about that. There's okay. uh, 2,800 jobs in Erie County that's on CareerLink. And so one of the things is we've kind of moved from the pandemic, we've had conversations about supply chain and from workforce. And so we're kind of trying to kind of stay in the moment and, um, and scratch where people are itching of, of, of what are the, what are the current issues that maybe are challenges for holding Erie back? I tell you what, um, but we, we've talked to a lot of different people. It, it sounds like, you, you know, why don't we have music stars? And um, yeah, I, I guess because, you know, we talked to the first two eleven 11 um, uh, young people. I mean, they're amazing. Uh, you need to get them on your show if they haven't been on yet. Uh, mm -hmm. But they're wonderful. And, um, you know, again, they're, they've got a worldwide um, following on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, musicians, you know, people from the Playhouse, people from, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, the Philharmonic and, and uh, all the different theaters and from dance. And yeah, I mean, whether it's arts, culture, uh, you know, education, like I said, it, it's, it's a full gamut. Mm -hmm. And you've also talked to, as we mentioned earlier, my buddies from Idiotville. Yeah. How was that experience? All right, so uh, there's two experience. Well, three actually. So they all came on, literally like two months before the pandemic, and I'm like, "What gives with these guys?" I didn't really know much about them. All right, and so they came on to my show, and we had this great conversation, you know, with uh, with uh, Dill and with uh, Brent, and I think Jake's News was on, and and. Uh, course uh, i mispronounced marty balake's name and so uh you know i guess that was a running joke forever so th and then the pandemic hits and i'm like you know uh i really want you guys to come back on but first they came they invited me on and it was during my uh my holiday week off because that's the thing they generally at least up until now they were recording on wednesdays Mm -hmm. So I couldn't make it because it was right when I was live. So I went on their show and they were just so kind. Yeah. Again, here, here are people that are very passionate about Erie. They definitely have opinions about, uh, you know, how things, the whole idea of Idiotville is like, you know what, let's stop being dumb about Erie. And I, and I get that. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, we had some great conversations. So when I went on, it was Dill and Anna and, um, and Ted Brogan and um, uh, who's who's the guy with the French sounding name? Um, anyway, uh, Louis, Louis, yeah. Ryan Louis. Yes. <laughs> and, and it was just great because we were talking about, you know, real things that happened to real eerie people. Like Anna was telling her story about losing her job during the pandemic and, you know, how hard it was and how important the the extra income was, because. I get these conversations, for example, from from CEOs and, and managers that say, you know, we got to stop this extra money that we're getting. Well, for Anna's family, that they was essential. It. They yeah. needed it. Yeah. And um, and so you think about stuff like this uh, 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 of just how are how is policy and opinion affecting real people? And so we had a great conversation. Then they came back. Uh, in our studio here, uh, I think it was in fe in February, 
and uh you know jake was there and dill was there and anna was there and we we just chatted up um you know the whole concept of podcasts and it's it's really something um you know i have you know typical talk radio audience is minimum 45 plus if not older right Mm -hmm. but i've been i've been blessed to have my audience kind of between 35 and 64 it's kind of it's kind of leans younger in -hmm. fact i talked to a fella today at this event i was at that's a that loves the show and i'm i'm thinking he's my son's age who you know 30 right yeah but uh what's cool and i'm sure you see this too nick is when you look at your your podcast uh metrics mm-hmm. the people that are listening to my radio show on a podcast because i'll take the ascent the what we call the big issue of the day and make that into that conversation into a podcast they're in their 20s and 30s and i'm like who wants to listen to this old man talk about eerie and and they're 25 years old but they do because they care right mm-hmm. and so that's been a, a a really cool experience and so I love the Idiotville guys. They're so kind to me, and yes. um, and and they're just passionate about Erie. And so, yeah, yes, and they truly are. I was a guest on their show. I was in the same boat as you. I couldn't for the longest time because I work on Wednesday nights. I couldn't for the longest time, and they, me and Brent here were just chatting back and forth. Got to get you on the show, man. Got to get you on the show. Finally, they gave me a Wednesday off because of someone's schedule that I was filling in for them on Friday. So they said, take Wednesday night off and work Thursday, Friday, or take Wednesday, Thursday off and then work Friday, Saturday. And I immediately texted Brent and I'm like, any opening on Wednesday? (laughs) And he texted back, someone just canceled literally right before you sent this. Get your rear end on this show right now. <laughs> That's what you call those divine, uh, yes, divine appointments, right? Yes. And the next time you see Brent, do me a favor, ask him how the pickle beer was. It's oh, a running oh, joke gosh. between yeah, us. They, they hated it. That, yes. that, I think that got the zero rating, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> so every time I see Brent now, I'm like, hey, you have any pickle beer lately or anything like that? Oh, my goodness. Or, or hey, I picked up a can of your favorite beer last night or something like that. And he's just like, <laughs> he just gives me this look, like, really? That's funny. Yes. So now with your show, who do you have um, lined up? Could you maybe let us in on a little exclusive on who you have lined up for upcoming shows? Well, uh, again, I I mentioned a couple of them here. We have the the R. Erie um, uh, podcast folks that are coming on. Let me let me look at uh, I'm going to look off camera here so I can see what some of the some of the folks that we have scheduled here. the uh like i said the 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 health director is coming on this is cool we're going to be live at um at the seawolves opening day that's one of the things that that is uh really helpful by having a show from three to six is instead of like if i were doing this in the mornings no one would want to come on my show let alone trying to be on location right Uh but by being three to six in the afternoon, we're able to be everywhere. So we're going to be at opening day for the sea wolves. We're going to be at tall ships. We're going to be at celebrate Erie. We're, um, you know, and people invite us all the ethnic festivals. Oh my gosh, Nick, if you've never been to like the Polish festival, uh, what is it? Troika mm-hmm. off the hook. I mean, off the chain. Right. And so the food, you know, and, and, and so they set us up in a tent 
and we 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 talk to people that are around. We talk to performers. We talk to the uh, the organizers and just have a blast. And so we kind of bring, you know, all over the radio some of that um, some of that fun that's happening at these these ethnic events and these summer events that will be at. You know, we're hoping that Discover Presque Isle will be fully uh, on board uh, again. This is our breakout year, Nick. Yes. After two years of really just, you know, just lots of obstacles, 2022, I'm hoping my prayer is that this is our year that we're breaking out. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to my next question, Joe. What is your hopes and dreams for your show? You know, uh, honestly, I want to continue to have the important conversations and we need to be flexible. We need to be fluid. We need to be... um, you know, I'm not going to I can't turn into one of those crotchety old guys that's set in his ways. I mean, I'm I'm getting up there in my age. You know, I've got a big let's just say I have a big birthday this year. Right. And so, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to um, just personally expanding my platform. I'd like to write more. I consider myself a decent writer, but I have mm-hmm. I lack discipline. Because, you know, there's always a turning of the urgent. We've got a three-hour show, three five days a week. So, you know, but I want to write. I want to both write about Erie, but I also want to write just for fun. I want to write a a novel, you know. And so so there's things that we want to try to do. I would love to, um, again, you're talking hopes and dreams, right? So here's my... Yeah, go ahead. uh, Dream big. I I would love to be able at least once a well once a year to do a travel show. So mm-hmm. basically, if I take two or three weeks, because again, I'm getting to be that age where I take a road trip and I take the eerie audience with me. Yes, on this road trip, right? Like a remote, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because honestly. All I need is an iPhone and I could go live, right? Yes. And so why not say, hey, let's go uh, investigate um, the Badlands in, in Mount Rushmore and the big sky area of Montana. And maybe it takes two or three weeks to do that. Do the show every day. Talk to the local officials. Give people an idea. Again, and then kind of bring our eerie sensibility to the conversation that's definitely has been kind of a hope and dream for me to be able to say you know what uh how do we how do we kind of do like the monster remote (laughs) you know uh and and um and be able to be able to take listeners on a journey with me and so um so that's that's an idea that we're that we're talking about too and um of course uh um Another hope and dream, honestly, is to get younger voices involved. Uh, one of the cool, I should have mentioned this earlier, one of the cool things that we've done here is we've been following first-generation college students through their journey of school. They, these were kids that were in the Go College program. I don't know if you know about that, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's basically it's, it's wraparound help for students at Erie High and at the middle schools and at collegiate, uh, especially for those that don't have a lot of experience um, with parents going to college. 
they go into the Go College. They help them with SAT prep. They help them with their getting better grades so that they help them with their, uh, you know, writing essays and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we follow, th- we're following right now, it's two, two young adults through their college careers. They, it started right around graduation and the last time they were on, which was in January, they're in the middle of their junior year. So they have literally, you know, three semesters to go. They're in the middle of their, um, whatever that semester would be, sixth semester. And the trials and tribulation, it's its so amazing, Nick, to see young people mature over course, because we've had multiple conversations with them and just how they're doing. And, you know, uh, I can't tell you, and it almost makes me emotional. The, the, the pandemic was a real heartache for these kids, but they've had the tenacity and grit to make it through and they're still uh, successful. That's, that's something that, um, that I think your listeners need to understand is that it's not only the little guys that suffered because of the pandemic when I, you know, but it, it was literal, you know, not just the K 12 or K eight or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, not just elementary school, not just middle school, not just high school, but you had college, college students yeah. that really were impacted, right? College students that have never taken a virtual class before, never had to have the situation where yeah. they've been in a, where they've been in, okay, on, Monday, you're going to be virtual. On Wednesday, you're going to be here, but it's only going to be half the class. And Friday, it's all virtual or something like that. Just because, yeah, it's truly, my brother was, my brother is in college right now. And I saw the impact on him. I saw the fact that he was, you know, he was struggling because he couldn't go face to face with his professor and go, excuse me, professor, I had a question about this or something. He had to wait, you know, three hours for an email back to find out just, you know, is it A or B or something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, really it, it, and, and again, I feel like everything is redeemable, but mm-hmm. boy, I, for those young people and those kids that were in, in K-12, it's still not done yet. I mean, no. even if the masks are gone or even if, you know, we have all in person, mm-hmm. there is a lot, there's a heavy road to hoe. I mean that again, we've had many conversations about education and uh, talking to superintendents from, you know, both urban and rural districts and, you know, talking about how they've had to navigate all this. And so, again, yeah. these are the conversations that that parents and and that citizens and, and um, uh, stakeholders are really concerned about. And that's what we want to be counted on. You know, what yeah. I mean? we want to be a resource. You want to be credible. You know, you want to be credible. Exactly. Did mm-hmm. I tell you that the story about you know, coming down here, I, I guess, you know, the, when, the when, I met, when I met you, we were in Waterford, but we moved yeah. downtown. Yep. Uh, I was going to ask about that. The, yeah. You're, um, you're working right now with the EDDC. Yes. It's doing so many great things. I know we could probably talk to them. We could probably talk about them till the cows come home, but yeah. you know, so well, just to well, give a I'm looking out my window right onto fifth and state and across the street is um, this big five-story building where there's going to be a climbing wall and a gym and then all this 
residential above it. And then behind that building, closer to Fourth and State, is going to be the parking garage and more retail wrapped around it. And, uh, you know, the building that I'm in and, and uh, also their, their North Park Row buildings, they ha all have residential and they're all full. Now, think about this, Nick. I mean, it, any, anybody who's grown up in Erie knows that the, the narrative was nobody wants to live downtown, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they've still, they, they, they have 42 apartments that are all taken. Wow. That's, that's, that's totally counter narrative. Yeah. So the EDC, you know, really from the beginning, when the first time we had uh, John Persinger and his people on our air, in the early 2019, they're like, you know, we ought to get talk Erie downtown. And they, you know, step by step, we saw the development here. And then it came out last year that they had a space that could go, you know, could fit us. Yeah. So it's a, it's a small studio size space and it's really perfect. So we're super excited uh, about being here. We've been here uh, since February one and can't wait to see what what's uh, coming up. Mm -hmm. And tell my buddy John I said hi. He's been on the show before. And Beautiful. He's Beautiful. Fantastic. We're hoping to work with him. June 7th is our two-year anniversary. Wow. So we're hoping to do something like a live remote or something from downtown, you know? Do it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, and again, look at what they're doing to the park, you know, where they're improving a life in the park yes. at Perry Square. You know, they, the, you know, I don't know if you got down here for – any of the winter events like the carnival or the, the, the downtown we delights. It was really yeah. special. Yes. And what I love too are two aspects that they have. Number one is curling. You know, <laughs> my, my family loves that. Yeah. And number two, putting a food market downtown, which has been a food desert since yes. Lord only knows when, you know, absolutely. That was a desperate need. They took one look and said, what does the city need the most? They worked with Mayor Schember and said, what do we need? What can we improve? And the number one list, or the one, number one thing on everyone's list, we need a food market. We need to go, you know, residents are tired of going all the way over here or going here, doing this, doing that. They just need to go right here. And there's their item. There's there's dinner tonight. So it's important for Erie folks to support these things because mm -hmm. we got we got to prove the naysayers wrong, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, buddy, I got two more questions for you. Okay. The first one is brought to us by our buddy Jonas Kane from Hashtag Positivity. He wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Well, you know, um, I, I guess I'm a big uh, advocate for the golden rule. And that that is uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? And so in that way, we can all be buddies. Uh, but to be more specific, I think, um, I think a, a buddy is someone that can be counted on uh, to be truthful and honest with you. That is, it's beyond just that surfacey stuff, but someone that you can really share a bit of, of yourself. And you don't want to be doing that with everybody. You want that to be a very tight knit um, number of people. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I, you use the word buddy. My, my big word is neighbor. How can I be a better neighbor today? Mm -hmm. how, how can I ask for help from a neighbor 
And how can I give help to a neighbor? And mm -hmm. how can I love my neighbor? Right. And mm -hmm. so, um, uh, you know, being neighborly uh, is is got different connotations. It's a different context than when I was growing up. Remember, I grew up in Little Italy where, you know, no one was afraid to to tell your mother, you know, you know, go back home and go see your mother, you know, if you were acting out or whatever. Right. Um, uh, you know, we, we live much more disconnected lives. So that concept of, of being connected, we're all called Nick to live in community. Yes. We're all called to live in community and wherever you get that community is key, but you have, you can't just draw accounts out. You have to put deposits in and mm -hmm. so give the best of you to those that you're in community with um and um i think it'll, it'll make I, mean, I just think those relationships and those communities will make our community our city better and and then the rest of the world better and and that's what we're striving for right yep hey to have a buddy you have to be a buddy that's it that's absolutely right yes and our final question for you today, buddy, is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, which is to anyone out there who's watching who dreams of being on radio one day, dreams of being a talk show host, what is your advice to them? Well, I, I saw that you're going to ask this, so I, I gave it some thought here. And I think it's key. Again, I, I've been in the business for a long time. I have, I've had a lot of interns, right? And I mm -hmm. talked to a lot of people that are starting out in their career. And they asked me, what, what does it take, right? And so mm -hmm. um, I think it's, you're going to have to do the work, okay? This is, this, <laughs> we used to think that com arts, you know, communications was something that you took, uh, you know, kind of as blow off classes so that you can get through college, you know, or no, 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 no. This is very difficult work. Um, yes. And so you need to be well read. You need to practice speaking and you need to learn to write. Now that sounds very, what do you call it? Very elementary, very basic, uh -huh. but I can't tell you how many people that don't know how to write or, or check, you know, check their spelling, you know, do their own, um, uh, proofreading, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, it's amazing at what levels poor writers have reached. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of scary. So you got to know how to write. You got to yes. know how to edit, right, when you're writing so that you have brevity and being very specific in what you're saying. You mm -hmm. got to know how to speak. And, um, and again, that's not easy. I mean, I do three hours a day. I tell you what, I'm better now than I was when I started this radio show. I'm sure you're better at doing the podcast now. I mean, we're always got to be improving, right? Yes. It's all about development. It's all about, like you said, when I first started, I didn't have the theme song. I didn't have yeah. the welcome, Nick Sorensen. You know, it yeah. was just literally countdown to three. And hey, I'm on the air with Joe Natale. How are you doing today, <laughs> Joe? You know, and then be so. well read. Um, I read four newspapers a day. Um, and again, newspapers are now on my phone. Uh, yeah. and, uh, but, but also, um, your curiosity is going to take you. If you, if you're not curious, it's, it, I wouldn't say that you're, uh, that you're a good talk show candidate. 
And here's the here's the missing link that I find. A lot of people want to like they want the door to be opened up to them. A lot of people, a lot more people have to be more like Nick Sorensen. Whereas, you know, I'm going to create my own lane. Okay. Am I mm -hmm. there, Nick? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is, is that, and I remember telling my kids, this is like, if you want to become an ESPN sportscaster, you need to start, you know, calling middle school basketball games now, even with no audience, but because you have to start develop, developing a skill set. And yes. if you're not willing to do that work, I don't, I'm not sure you're going to be able to be the next whoever on ESPN, right? Yes. Dan exactly. Patrick, whatever, right? Exactly. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think you got, you got to put in, you got to put in the effort. I, I was involved, uh, not to toot my horn, but I was involved in a lot of different things in high school, a lot of different things in college, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of activities. Everything from theater to the radio station to the TV studio um, and so on. I was in yearbook in high school. I mean, these were things that I was interested in, but I also got skills from it. So you got to put in the work. So yep. that's my advice to you. And the ultimate buddy question. Yes. Love it. Make your own way. You have to put in the work. Just like they say in the pursuit of happiness, you want something, you go get it, That's period. It. It. Well, buddy, thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was a true joy. You're welcome back anytime. And hey, before we end today's episode, I have one favor to ask you. Whatever you do today, please go be someone's buddy. You got it. Thank you, um, Nick. It was such a privilege to be on the show with you today. Oh, absolutely, buddy. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Joel Natale. Please check out the Joel Natale show on TalkEerie.com. And we'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Everybody tune in to Buddy Cats. Don't be lonely, go make everybody here on Buddy Cats. Hey, buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.